0: it's time to take off on the Award Travel 101 podcast. Helping you maximize your travel rewards, no matter your destination or budget. Now here are your hosts, Award Travel 101 community managers, Angie Sparks and Joseph Petrovic, to help you do extraordinary things on ordinary money. Welcome back to episode 17 of the award travel 101 podcast. My name is Joseph Petrovic and I'm here with fellow award travel 101 community manager, Angie Sparks. Welcome back, Angie. Thank you. What's going on? Not much. Trying to enjoy a little bit of nice weather here in Ohio. We're heading down to Atlanta tomorrow morning. And uh, you know, it's going to be something that I thought I'd get some nicer weather, but guess what? you're bringing cold rainy weather with you like you always do it's not rainy at least this time but it's certainly cooler there than it's going to be here so the curse continues wherever i go nice weather does not follow
1: well i need you to come here please because it's already starting to get kind of hot and really humid so
0: well, let's jump into our post of the week from the group. And we have Reva Palmer-Cook, who was giving away free husbands. And this is a terrible post for those of us who are in love with our ultimate rewards. But Angie, tell us what oh happened my to Reva. gosh!
1: Poor Reva was sitting in a meeting at work and she got an alert from Chase that all of her ultimate rewards like were gone. And she thought, oh my gosh, I've been hacked. And so she logged in and only to discover that her husband cashed them all in to pay their bill. And he thought he was being such a helper. And he's like, yeah, they told me that we can fly our points against the bill so we don't have to pay it now. There were a lot of comments in the group <laughs> about Helping her with the body and what some people were very sweet though. They're like, well, if this is the only thing you have in your, in your marriage that goes bad, that'll be great. And people who've been doing this for a while are like, why did you let him have the login information in the first place? <laughs> oh, it was traumatizing. I was so sorry to hear that for her. I felt so sorry for her.
0: No, and it's one of those things. Once they're gone, they are gone. They are gone. You are not getting those back. And, you know, one of the things that I found interesting about it is that I think I would have freaked out maybe more than she, at least it led on within the post that she did. I'd, I don't know that that I would have been able to handle that quite so gracefully like she did. It was something that if my ultimate rewards were burned that way, I know what I'm using my ultimate rewards for. <laughs> so, and I know what I'm getting back out of my ultimate rewards and they're certainly better than one cent a piece. There are people, you know, God bless them, they do you know, these for cashing out purposes. And that's awesome that they can turn those points around like that. But me, I am not generating enough, in my opinion, to cash them out that way. And I would certainly be very disappointed.
1: Yeah, I, yeah. I even threatened my husband that if if I go before him, you know, I first of all I have an in case of death file so he knows what to do with all, you know, who to go to to help him with things. I said because if you use those on Amazon, I will haunt you until the <laughs> day you die. So <laughs> I've warned him that if he ever, if anything ever happens to me, he has to log into Facebook and he has to come find our, our you know, award travel one-on-one team chat and say, Angie died, help me. <laughs> so <laughs> y'all don't have time to mourn me at that point. You just got to help them not burn my points the wrong way.
0: Well, there you go. Moving on to news and enhanced offers, City following all the rest with Lying Blue transfer bonuses. 25% are you in or out?
1: I am out. I don't have a ton of city points as it is, so I'm not going to do a speculative transfer. I generally don't anyway. It's one of those if I know I've got something I'm thinking about booking, I might take advantage of it, but generally I I don't just jump on these in the hopes that I've got a good deal because sometimes I can find a great redemption on flying blue, but sometimes I can't and I need those points elsewhere. So, and especially with city since I don't that's probably my lowest currency balance. I don't want to tie them up someplace that I might not be able to use them.
0: Yeah, we've seen enough of these come through and American Express seems to have several of them. And since the American Express points train keeps rolling through with all these high bonuses, I I can't see doing this unless you are a frequent traveler through a flying blue airline, whether that's Air France, whether that's Virgin Atlantic, whether that's one of their other partner or bookable partners. Because if I'm going to use these domestically, I'm probably going to look for them. Obviously, you can use Flying Blue Miles for Delta. But if I'm going to do that, I might as well look at Virgin Atlantic, which is probably less. So those are some things you have to keep in mind and consider when you're doing this. I would much more, I'd be much more likely to transfer to Virgin Atlantic. And I haven't done that in quite some time since they had 40% transfer bonus. I think it was in... November of 2021 something like that so at least a year and a half maybe two I can't remember if it was 21 or 20 but they had a 40 percent transfer bonus somewhere that i I moved a bunch of points into virgin Atlantic and at that point I haven't done it since and I'm still burning through those so right you know it's you got to keep in mind what you have and where your points are at and what you want to do so that's I'm out on that one as well. With that, we have new offers from American Express Hilton Cards. They have enhanced offers, including a free night certificate after meeting the minimum spend requirement. What do you think of this?
1: I think it's a great offer. I'm kind of sad that I just got the Hilton business card you know, and finished the minimum spend on it, so I can't even call and say... You know, Hey, would you match this offer? Because I'm, I'm done with mine because I did not get a free night certificate with my Hilton business card. I'm, you know, got a nice chunk of points, but it's kind of nice to get the chunk of points and the free night certificate. I'm thinking P2 might be needing one of these though. Once we're finished with the other things we have, because I can always use Hilton points. And I love the fact that you can pool between family members. It's, it's an easy thing to do. You don't have to jump through any hoops. There's no limits. And the same thing with the free night certificates. Since we were both Diamond members, because we have the Hilton Aspire card last year, I called the Diamond desk, and I was able to use his free night certificates for my son and I to stay at a hotel in Iceland. And he wasn't there, and it wasn't a big deal, and we didn't have to play any games with, "Oh yeah, he'll he'll be here soon." It was it was just straight up, sure, we don't care who. You'd use them for whoever. So I think this is a great offer. I don't know that I'd get the personal cards unless you are over 524 or you have an immediate Hilton need because it does take away from your, the take was 524 slot. But the business card is something to definitely consider um, if you're getting business cards.
0: And one of the things that the cards, so with your surpass card, as well as the business, which is more or less a mirror of the surpass card, but on a business side, is that those cards have ability to earn another certificate after $15,000 spend. So you could, in theory, come away with two free night certificates after $15,000 spend on these cards. So you have one after the 15, one after your sign. you complete the sign up bonus and the business card. For some reason, I felt like they had an offer. And I don't know if this was part of another offer or not. Maybe you can remind me if it is, but I felt like there was a mid-tier where you could earn actually yet another certificate on that card somewhere midway between the zero and 15,000, like 8,000 or something. Is that not true? No. Is I, that maybe an old offer?
1: That was an old offer than when they had, that, if you spent $8,000 or something on the card, you'd get a free night certificate. That's why we had I had so many of them last year. But I think it's one of those, if you spend $45,000 on the card, maybe, or 60000 that you get another free night certificate. So certainly, you know, the opportunities are there to earn a bunch of free night certificates with it, as well as the chunk of points. So I think that's a good offer.
0: Cool. Next on our list, we have United devaluing their award chart. Is it really a devaluation or have we been seeing this for a while? Both,
1: I think. We've been seeing it for a while. I think it's just somebody finally started writing about it that, yeah, it's it's here to stay. And it makes me very sad because I know you use your ultimate rewards all the time for Hyatt, but I do frequently use mine for United because living in a non-hub city, I've almost always had really good luck being able to find something for business class For a decent price with united so it was super easy just to transfer my ultimate rewards over to it but now you know if if you're looking at a price to fly to europe and economy for the same as what you used to get for business class that's kind of painful and it's not going to be my first choice anymore i think i'll probably start looking more at aeroplan and flying blue hello (laughs) see what else i can find
0: yeah, we are. Last thing on this list here kind of ties into this a bit, which is that currently there are some sales to buy Life Miles and Aeroplan, and I will link those into the show notes. But the difference between some of these awards are pretty substantial. Uh, and I was talking to a buddy of mine today, and I was telling him about some of the differences I've been seeing recently in the United lack of award chart era, and they had ditched their award chart back in 2019. So this isn't entirely new, but what we're seeing now is a you know, they're letting loose everything and they're they're untying it to the from the award charts. It still had an award chart. Obviously many of us booked uh, awards a couple weeks ago when they made wide open award space any seat whether it was economy, business, whatever, you could get those. Many of us got those Australian awards and, and some people took them to Europe and that kind of stuff. So they were still loosely tied to a chart at that point, and they may still be, but those charts are no longer really in place as such. And so, for example, a short flight for me used to cost 10,000 saver miles from Cleveland to DC, New York, or Chicago. Those are now coming in at fifteen thousand miles, so that's a fifty percent increase. There are awards that I'm seeing that used to be your twelve thousand five hundred was your saver award outside of that for economy. Now these awards are pricing in at anywhere between twenty five and forty thousand miles. Mm-hmm. Well, saver awards to the Caribbean used to be seventeen five; they're coming in at forty, and that's what people are seeing to Europe as well. So those are you know anywhere between double. You know, double for those Caribbean awards to, um, the European awards are about 33% increase. So all these different awards are really going to penalize those folks who've had a balance of ultimate rewards or tied, t- tied into United Miles. So anybody who has that miles locked up in United Mileage Plus is seeing some pain and suffering. Yep. So with that, let's move on. We have trip updates. And Angie, do you have anything new since we last spoke?
1: Nope, not too much that's new. P2 has decided he's going to go to his high school reunion. Yay! So I'm going to be booking a flight southwest for that. We have family that lives near where his high school is. So we'll piggyback kind of like a little mini family get together. And we'll fly up, you know, Friday night. And our son and daughter-in-law who live up there will pick us up and then you know we don't have to pay for any lodging or anything like that and i've got a companion pass and i've got a boatload of southwest travel funds to use for this so it's not going to cost really anything to do this and i want to clarify something here that you talked about with mike in the podcast a couple of weeks ago when you said it was my son's second wedding it was only the celebration of his first wedding <laughs> he's only 28 this isn't his second wedding they had a covid wedding where they got married the day after thanksgiving in 2020 with 11 people. And they decided they wanted to have the big party and have the whole family and friends get to meet each other. So
0: that was the wedding celebration. Yeah. Sometimes when we're recording these things, <laughs> things come out and you think you said things one way. In fact, when this episode comes out, it will be last week's episode. I said something that it wasn't the way it it sounds very sland- <laughs> like I, I'm slandering, Alice, and I think I made some kind of comment like, how crazy she is. And I i meant like how crazy her life is, but it doesn't sound, it sounds right. very derogatory and it's not <laughs> intentional at all. That's, it's just like when you're in the moment of recording something, here's what it comes out like. And right. sometimes it's just too much effort to go edit all that stuff out. So yeah, I get that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that's the only thing that I, the only new thing I have going on. How about you? I have a couple of things. You know, I've been playing around with some of the bookings that I have. And one of the things I've been kind of watching, because we do have a family, our first and big family international trip, which is not hugely international to many of our award travel community members, but I'm taking my family to Mexico in the middle of July. We are planning to fly into Cancun, stay down at the Andaz Mayacoba. And I'm still waiting for my kids' passports to arrive. So I had applied over two months ago, back in early March, to get both of their passports in. One of them arrived nine days after the other. And so one of them is still pending. And I just recently got noticed that the other one was approved. So hopefully they're both approved. Otherwise, we are not going to Mexico. <laughs> I'm waiting on that. And then I've been fiddling around. Just a couple of weeks from now, I'm heading to Croatia with my dad and talked about that a number of times in the podcast. But one of the hotel redemptions, I just was not super thrilled with. And that was the Meridian in Split. And it looks like a beautiful location. Everything looks great. You know, I have my status I can definitely use to get some sorts of benefits, but the overall redemption value just feel like I can get a lot better value for my Marriott points than what that particular one is versus the cash cost. So I've been playing around with different options and I was like, well, maybe I just book it on cash. And then I started playing around and I'm like, hey, you know what? I could earn some American miles towards status by booking through book AA hotels or as BAAH, as some people in the community lovingly refer it to it as. So if I earn some miles that can count towards status and I can end up booking this hotel for around the same price, that's my plan. And I actually found a place that's closer to uh, downtown Splits where we could actually walk into. I'm not sure if I'm saying this Diocletian. There's an old Roman emperors that he had a palace over from Italy. He built a palace right in Split. It's a very much a beach town type of. Orientation. It's just their beaches are rocky instead of sandy. But he had this palace there and it, it's just a 1.1 mile walk away from where it is. Looks like a nice place to book and it's actually less expensive than what the Meridian was. And on top of that, I'll earn a chunk of miles for American plus those loyalty points towards status. So that's what I've been working on these past few weeks.
1: That sounds like a win-win.
0: Moving on, we have what bonuses did you get? And Angie, what do you have?
1: Still working on the same two cards, Inc. Unlimited and the City AA card. Finally was able to get the City AA card loaded into my city, my existing City Online login account. And they actually have a, tra- a bonus tracker there now, which I don't know that I've ever seen that before. So you can log in and see how much you are have towards spend and how long in, you have until you get your bonus. And it always makes me really nervous when I apply for a city card because they don't give you any hint about whether you're actually going to get the bonus until you get the card, and so you kind of are like, "Well, I really hope I'm going to get it." And sure <laughs> enough, it, it says that because I made that mistake with my husband. I signed up, for, you know, P two signed up for a, a city premier card the last time. It had the elevated sign up bonus and great. He was approved. All was good. The card shows up and nope, he was not eligible for the bonus. So that was a waste of a pull. It was a waste of getting him the card, everything. But sure enough, I'm actually going to get the 75K bonus, but I, I have a long way to go on spend on that card. So
0: that's me. What about you? I am still working away at that American Express business code I've talked about for a few weeks now, but I'm within striking distance of finishing it. And For whatever reason, if I have not finished it by June 1st, the estimated taxes, Q2 estimated taxes will finish it off for sure. And I'm kind of starting to think about what that next card is because there's a couple of expenses. My wife has a a procedure she's going to be having done that's going to be an out-of-pocket expense as well as some things that are coming up for us out-of-pocket. So looking at that, I'm kind of Trying to decide where to go. Obviously, you and I are in a boat with Chase. I have 14 or 15 Chase cards. I've gotten several of them recently. I think I've gotten three cards within the last four to six months and they were really not too happy about uh, approving my last one. Right. I went through that 45 minute in- interrogation segment to get the approval, but I'm kind of leaning towards going a new route and I keep seeing a lot of stuff about the Wyndham points for the the Casas. And I've mentioned before that we've, I really got into travel and loyalty programs specifically Hyatt because the ability to get suites. But if I can rent a vacation rental that already has everything that I'm looking for in the suite, I can just book it straight out. And I've seen some folks like Greg, the frequent miler, he rented a place in I don't remember which if it was Kauai or something recently he had on his story. It was a three bedroom, multi-story, beautiful, incredible ocean front property. And it, it was just massive. Full kitchen, full laundry facility, full everything. And some people they go on trips and they travel and do all that to escape life. They don't want to have to cook. They don't want to have to clean. They don't want to have to do anything. That would be me. And I'm not saying that I really necessarily want to do that, but having that stuff handy. So when the kids, you know, have an accident and spill a bunch of junk on them, you know, we don't have to go out and find a laundromat. And it's just nice having all of that stuff there. Greg booked this for effectively I was 15,000 points, Wyndham points per bedroom. But with one of those Wyndham cards, you also get the 10% discount. So it makes it just over 40,000 Wyndham points per night. I got the Wis- Wyndham business card that you earn eight points on gas stations. And uh, there was another category. I think it's like, is it utilities or something? There's bonus categories in places that I'm not earning bonus categories now. And it wouldn't be hard to spend those kind of category spends to come up with a really nice Picasso rental, like a two-bedroom rental at you know a very reasonable price. So that's kind of what I'm considering in my next card option.
1: I haven't looked into that one at all. I do know a couple of other people that they've gotten some great redemptions with it, but I have, I think, zero Wyndham points. So I haven't even looked into whether it would be something that I need to start trying to collect, but P2 is, he might even be 024 at this point. So I might see if there's a personal Chase card that he's not eligible for a Sapphire. We have all the freedoms. I'm not, he's not getting business cards with Chase because they actually want to talk to him and it's, it's hard enough doing a, a, a recon call on a personal card. We don't want to try and do a recon call on a business card for him. So I'm not sure. Not sure, but he needs a new card. So I think once I'm done with these two, I'm going to look and see what might be a good option for him, and see if there's a, still something with Chase to get. You know, normally I would say, "Oh, let's get a United card," but I don't think we're going to be doing that now.
0: So, yeah, it certainly makes it a little less valuable. And looking at. The Wyndham side, if you had Capital One points or city points, you could transfer those over, but that would not be my, that would be a lower end transfer to me. That's not my first choice to move where to move those points. Right. So moving on to our highlight feature, and this is actually something of interest to me because this is actually on my list of things to start planning. My dad and I were actually discussing our future trip and what our next trip is going to be after we do Croatia. So he started talking a little bit about some of the things that what he wants to do and he'd like to hit Singapore. He's never been. He did serve, He was in the military. He was in the Air Force. He was over in Vietnam and Thailand during those struggles back in the 60s. And he said, I wouldn't like to get to Singapore, but you know there are some places I'd like to go back and revisit. And I thought, man, it'd be really fun to do a round-the-world trip. So Angie, tell us a little bit about round-the-world trips, because you've got some experience in trying to help somebody put one of these together. And I've yet to do it. I kind of have the concept of what needs to be done, but I have never done this myself. Well, so this is really going to be a very, very overview of it because it's a,
1: as you'd imagine, it's a pretty in-depth topic, but we had a member reach out. He wanted to do a one-on-one session about booking and around the world trip. And I think the only time I ever really looked into it, like the first time I heard about it, I think I read the song on a blog or heard it on another podcast. And I'm like, well, let me go look into this. And I'm not one of those people that likes to just get on a plane and fly somewhere for a few hours and then get on a plane and fly somewhere for a few hours and get on a plane and fly somewhere for a few hours. And I know you've done that and you've had these long weekend things, but I want to spend time. So in order to make one of these around the world itinerary things truly make sense, you have to be able to kind of commit a little bit of time. And some of the programs, they actually even have, you know, you have to be traveling for at least 10 days before you can even book this. There are five programs really that truly have what's called an around the world ticket. Let's make that there's four, four programs that truly have an around the world ticket and then AeroPlan, you can book it, but it's not truly called an around the world right. ticket. So the options are Asia Miles, AeroMexico. It has, you can get up to 15 stops, but it's typically more expensive than the others. A&A. It has better pricing, but it's super, super strict about backtracking within different regions and zones. You know, you have to keep going the same direction. Qantas, it has a lot of restrictions. It's expensive, so the three biggies probably are to use Asia Miles, ANA, and then Aeroplan. So, Asia Miles, it is going to be One World. You have if you use Cathay Pacific as one of your carriers then you can add two extra two other carriers in one world to it the max distance that you can travel is 50000 miles from your origination to your destination so you're going to want to use great circle mapper to get an idea of how far it is between the different places that you want to go on your stop
0: you have five stopovers plus and with that I'm going to interrupt for a second because 50,000 miles, and assuming you do it on Cathay and a couple of other carriers, you have limitations in your stops. So your stopovers, you've got like five stopovers on the Asia miles around the world. And so trying to maximize that out to 50,000 miles, and I'm guessing is going to be pretty challenging.
1: Yes. You've got your five stopovers. You have two transfers. And two open jaws. So you can throw in, you know, some train travel, you can throw in some paid tickets or even tickets on, you know, an award ticket on another carrier or something that doesn't add into it. The highest class of service that you book on any one leg, though, will apply to the entire itinerary. So if you get business class for that long haul across the Pacific, but you can't find anything but economy everywhere else, you're paying business class prices for all of those other legs. And there is no premium economy option, so forget that one. The rules don't say that you can't backtrack, but agents don't necessarily know that. With all these programs, you're going to have to find the different legs and piece it together, and you're going to have to call. So if you don't want to talk to people on the phone, this may not be what you want to (laughs) do. So A&A. It's distance-based. It's Star Alliance. It can be very cheap in miles, the total number of miles that you need. The realistic thing for most itineraries is going to be between 125,000 and 175,000 miles. And considering that you're going around the world and stopping in a bunch of places, hopefully, and spending time, that's really dirt cheap for a business class itinerary. You can have eight stopovers, but they are super strict about backtracking. You can only fly in one direction. There might be a few, you know, oh, you can hop in 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 one zone. You might be able to go a little farther west if you've been doing east the whole time. But you can't go from one zone to another, then back to that zone. Eh, not going to let you. This is one, has to be 10 days minimum. So this isn't the, I'm going to just go fly around the world and hop, hop, hop. And, you know, unless you're going to hop 10 times, you've got to have 10 different days. But you can have 12 flight segments or ground transfers, again, train, bus, automobile, whatever you want to do, or a different plane booked separately. You'd probably want to search on United. Look for the availability. You're not going to be booking it on United. But ANA will also offer more availability to their own members. So for some segments, you're definitely going to want to search on ANA and see if they offer it on their own metal that you can get it over there. Yep. This is a huge research project to put this together. It has a few free changes. If you if you book something and then ultimately things change, there are a few things that you can change with it, but don't plan on those things. You want to always put these things on hold before you transfer any points over. And the best time to call to try and get somebody that you can book this is at 9 a.m. Eastern time. And do not add Lufthansa because their taxes and fees are egregious, and they will just blow the whole thing
0: out of the water. Now, you said 9 a.m. Eastern time. I've always heard that the best time to reach them is 9 a.m. in Tokyo time. So it's not 9 9 a.m. Tokyo, it's 9 a.m. New York City, Eastern Standard Time.
1: That's what I found when I was researching. Okay. Now, maybe, maybe that was wrong, but 9 a.m. somewhere in the world is when you want to call. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, that's like a 12 hour difference there somewhere. So <laughs> start
1: with New York, then go to Japan, see whichever one works. So for Aeroplan, and this one I probably wouldn't have thought about, but for you mentioned Frequent Miler earlier, last year they did a challenge, which they, I always enjoy their challenges where they did three cards, three continents, and they got three cards. You could only use the sign up bonuses from those and they had to travel. And Nick Reyes just, he just blew them out of the way, out of the water and won this hands down. And he did it on Aeroplan and he did it with, you can do six segments on a one way award. And with Aeroplan, you can mix and match carriers. So he flew like a combination. He had Egypt Air and Turkish and Oman Air. I mean, you typically think Aeroplan, you're thinking of United and Air Canada and Abianka and turkish and that kind of stuff and he threw in these other ones i'm like oh oh, okay didn't even think about those stopovers on aeroplan cost an extra 5k and he was able to do a business award basically going around the world for 105,000 miles one way because he and his was very unique and he did one of those i'm going to spend one day here and one day there and one day here so it certainly isn't something that that's something that does not appeal to me and Honest to God, my flight to Bali, I've mentioned it before. I'm doing an around the world of flying because all of my legs are going east other than, you know, the positioning legs, but I'm only hitting up two destinations, well, right. three with my layover on that.
0: Well, and I think that's what he used as long layovers effectively to make all those stops too. It's like he had these or layovers that were up to 23 hours and 59 minutes. So right. it basically fell into, you weren't really changing the day, so to speak, or you weren't, you were staying within that 24 hour span. So Hey, I'm going to get out and see as much as I can see, and you know whatever time I can get out of the airport and get back. Exactly. That's uh, yeah. harder to do if you're you're trying to add any kind of real stay. You're going to get that one stopover for five thousand miles. You're not going to get multiple stopovers for five thousand miles.
1: Right. And he, I mean, he slept on planes, and you know, I I can get a little bit of a nap on a plane, but I really need a bed, so yeah, this is not my kind of thing, but a lot of people, this is like a dream, a goal of theirs to be able to do
0: this. So, And there's actually one other program that you didn't get into. And it's something that I, it's still a one world partner. So British Airways has a multi-carrier award chart as well that I've written about once or twice in Award Travel 201. And it has some I'll just say some unique things that you can do. (laughs) So we'll leave it at that and move on to what you didn't know. So Angie, tell us a little bit about our tip for this week.
1: This is mostly for foreign carriers. But So let's say you have a ticket and you have to cancel it. And that foreign carrier charges a cancellation fee. I mentioned it previously. I had a ticket booked on AeroPlan, just my positioning flight from Tampa to Dulles. And to cancel that flight, which was 10,000 miles, I mean, so it wasn't like a a ton of points, it would have cost me more in a cancellation fee than the ticket cost in the first place. But if you can make a change to that reservation, you'll probably pay a change fee, but it might be a whole lot less than the cancellation fee. And oftentimes, if there's a substantial schedule change, you can cancel for free. So if you have something booked, you know you're not going to be able to take that particular one and there hasn't been a schedule change. See if you can change it for farther out into the future and hope for a schedule change before you have to truly cancel it.
0: Yeah, this is a a tool that I have used on Southwest for some time because it's something that I've looked at and said the times that I want to travel tend to be peak dates and peak times. I don't want to be on the The crazy early morning. I don't want to be on the, the four stop connection, you know, that leaves at some crazy late hour and arrives even later somewhere else and just makes for a really long travel day. My, my overall goal for the most part, unless I have a specific reason not to, is to get there as fast as possible. And sometimes I find myself saying, you know, the flight on Southwest is 40,000 Rapid rewards points for the the flight that I want. But, you know, maybe it's 11,000 to book on a different day with several stops in between and then count on the fact that there's going to be a schedule change. You know, I booked that two connections with that are, you know, way out into the future. And when they schedule change, make a, a difference or there's some kind of cancellation, then I can change it to what I really want it to be. And that's why for me personally, the companion pass isn't so much value as it once was because I'm booking these tickets to begin with at a lower price, and now with the plus fare, that makes it even easier to do. Where you don't have to play those games, you book the want to get away fare plus, and if that seat is awarded the day that seat is available on the day of your travel, you can pay generally a thousand to fifteen hundred point premium for the plus fare day of at midnight, you go in and rebook the ticket you really want.
1: Right. Yeah. The only negative to that you got to be careful of is that you lose your boarding position. And since you're checking in basically at midnight, it's well after everybody else has (laughs) checked in. So you're pretty much guaranteed a C spot in that case, if it's a desirable flight time. So that's when you hope you have one of the Southwest credit cards
0: that gives you the upgraded boarding position. Exactly. And you can use that. Yep. No, awesome. And that's a, a fantastic tip is being able to change those. I think that's something that you have to watch and you have to be careful because you don't want to get stuck into something where there's hundreds of dollars of change fees. But for the time being, as of what is today, the 18th, yeah. May 18th, 2023, that Many of the, if not most of the U.S. carriers allow these free changes without any kind of penalty or cancellation. Right. And with that, that wraps up today's episode of the Award Travel 101 podcast. Angie, where can everyone find you? You can find
1: us every day, all day in the Award Travel 101 community on Facebook, where we have over 94,000, approaching 95,000 very quickly members and we're there all day every day come ask your questions
0: it comes nonstop for sure and if you want to jump into some more intermediate and advanced strategies our award travel 201 community which is $89.99 annually and comes with award wallet plus is filled with those who want to dig into the weeds looking for more outsized value
1: you can also book time one-on-one with our team to discuss how to better your earning and burning strategies check out our
0: award travel one-on-one consulting service and you can email us also at contactawardtravel@gmail.com at gmail.com to ask us any questions you'd like to have aired on the award travel 101 one podcast
1: and if learning in person is more your style you can check out our next meetup or register now and get on the wait list because it is sold out for Minneapolis that we're gonna have August 27th. But we do have a wait list because people's plans change. So
0: if you're interested, sign up, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, we sold that out after having our last meetup in Cleveland. And I think a lot of people had a lot of fun and learned a lot of good stuff. So if you have any questions about that, feel free to reach out to us in the Award Travel 101 community. Don't forget to support us with your next card when applying. And thank you for listening. Safe travels. Take care. Thanks. Have a
1: good day. Bye.